When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it, Roadshow Friday here with Hale Varsity Radio at the Single Barrel Inside the Graduate. Chris Schmidt and to my right, standout offensive lineman, our favorite sideline man and NFLer Jeremiah Searles sitting in today. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I have a, a shock collar on him. He cannot go <laughs> anywhere. Our dear friend Elijah Herbal back at our ESPN studios. We have gear. We have old school uh, King of Beer Budweiser or, or Bud Hats. Uh, if you're watching us on the live stream, ESPN Lincoln Facebook. I have koozies. I have ESPN t-shirts. Uh, that is a bang. It's not it, beer. It's not it's beer not yet. Beer yet. Northwestern has just arrived. Uh, they pulled up in their buses. They are blocking the ESPN Hail Varsity sign. I am sad about that. But you saw your buddy Fitz, man. You I got did. recruited by him. Yeah, I sat in Fitz's office as a, maybe even a 16-year-old when I got recruited out there. Took an unofficial visit out to Northwestern when my cousin or son was getting married out there and went and visited. And then I remember the next year when they actually sent me an offer, they then asked me, what was your ACT score? Uh, it's a 21. They're like, you ever thought about retaking that? I was like, no. They're like, we wish you the best of luck, sir. Have a great athletic <laughs> career somewhere else, wherever you go. I feel I got a 21. Yeah. I thought it was pretty. They said I needed like a 26 to get in. I was like, that ain't, that ain't happening. No. Uh, nope. 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 I know nope, a guy nope, who nope, got, because what, Perfect's 36? Yes. And our dear friend John Baylor makes that happen. Shameless shout out to JB. Uh, but, like, I, I got a couple people that got 34s. All right. Uh, I beat my wife in the ACT SAT race. Oh, careful with your words I am there. Not. <laughs> what, 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 careful what? with your words, no, Elijah. Elijah. I was going to say it. I was going to say it if Elijah did. I beat my wife in ACT, no, but no, only no, the no, ACT no, no, SAT. No, no. And, and if we're all smart, smart folks, my wife's kind of a BA. We know that. Oh yeah, my wife terrifies me. Yeah, my, not, wife, my wife would whoop my behind. Uh huh. The bunny is undefeated. Uh, we'll just say that. Well, I'd you jump on camera here, man. You you were you did well academically uh-huh. uh, and athletically. You're you're a scholar, but what what did you do ACT wise? SAT wise, uh, I got a thirty four. Okay, Shut see, up. I told you I knew somebody. Did got you really? It. Yeah. No wonder you're wearing a sweater vest. <laughs> This and is a tie. And a tie. He's got he's got your inner PJ Fleck going here. You got your inner row the boat rocking and rolling on here right now. No creepy stash, and he has hair. He's okay for now. For now. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, numbers I, to get in. I kind of like the ACT though. Like my fantasy football league was going to make that a punishment. Like you have to go to one of the high schools and sign up for the ACT and go Ooh. take it with the high schoolers. I like that. It's a good punishment. Better than the old tattoo league. But I was like, man, I could go get my score even higher. Like I got my college education now. That means I must be smarter, right? So. Dude, I, I love that. That's a 
That's a great, great punishment for fantasy football. It is Northwestern week. Jeremiah Searles, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Numbers to get in, 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. Find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio at Searles 71 underscore HSKR. And uh, Elijah Herbal at Herbal Essence. So we have goodies for you. We have lottery tickets, I believe, for you. Not Powerball, but other things you can win by scratching off. And uh, we are here till 6. They have amazing steak. Uh, They have amazing chops. They have fantastic appetizers. Cyril's, they have 250 whiskeys. I like whiskey. Exactly. I could drink. I mean, I can't drink 250 because that would be poor for everyone involved. But, I mean, I could try at least. You turn into the Incredible Hulk and just start. Yeah, I just go knock on Northwestern rooms and see what they were doing. (laughs) We may may fund that. Um, You didn't (laughs) want me because I was not going to retake the SAT. So, I'm going to do this all night every night uh, as as payback right fair enough just gonna go wandering the halls but uh, no big ball game today for uh tomorrow for nebraska as uh, they try to crawl back to 500 and uh northwestern's at two and two right now uh the power five teams they face they've been destroyed uh, they beat the Fighting Larry Birds uh, and and somebody else. It's it's escaping me. But point is, is Fitzy and company are, are kind of in that rebuild year. Yep. They've had years where they've carried over and transitioned. And two of the last four West Division crown uh, crowns, they, they hang in that amazing practice facility on Lake uh, Michigan. Yeah, I mean, here's what Northwestern does, and it's what they do. They go. Five wins, seven wins, nine wins, nine wins, and then start all back over. And, and that's Big Ten, too. And that's Big Ten, too. But, I mean, especially, I mean, we just joked about it, but they're very limited in what they can recruit. I mean, they can't just go offer every Tom, Dick, and Harry wherever they want to go and like, hey, you can play ball. Come here. You have to pass. You have to get accepted into Northwestern before right. they allow you to come in and get the athletic scholarship. So, I mean, what Fitz has done there over the last decade and a half, I mean, what, he's been there probably 15 years now? Since 06. Yeah, I mean, he's been there for a long time. What he's accomplished is nothing short of, I mean, miraculous, which is why I have a ton of respect for him as a head ball coach, a ton of respect for what he can do. And I think he's a really good leader of men, too. That is Jeremiah Searles, Chris Schmidt, uh, Elijah Herbal Roadshow Friday here at the Single Barrel. Uh, inside the graduate, you're invited out. You want to swing the clubs. Uh, they've got the uh, Top Golf Simulator Suites just off beyond where we're at. They've got an amazing bar behind us. You see this wood door. If you're watching us on ESPN, Lincoln, Facebook, is uh, the Whiskey Vault. Oh, it, it is locked. No, it's not. It's not? It's not. Searles. I, might, I might. We'll go to commercial in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Searles is like, uh, is for segment one done? <laughs> Listen, um, let's talk offensive line. We got to go there. Yep. Uh, Northwestern lost two first-round picks. So they've been kind of a mess, putting it nicely at, at quarterback. They've started three and four games. Uh, Hull is their running back, the redheaded demon, uh, who had a decent ball game last year against Nebraska. Nebraska seems to be settling in just a touch uh, anyway at uh, at running back. At least Ramir Johnson's good. Yep. But we get to the offensive line and, and some topics we're going to hit on here. Nastiness and confidence and experience. And Searles, what's what's the word to the linemen? What, what gauge do you take from them? What are they 
just the room in general, from from Coach Austin on down to the kids, because they've been a topic of conversation the last three weeks. You know, the biggest thing that I've had to remind myself of over the last couple weeks is the fact that this is a really young group. And even though you look at guys like, okay, Bryce Benhart, people are like, he started eight games last year. Yeah, in front of nobody, in front of no fans, no hostile environment, nothing. It's like, okay, well, Turner Corcoran, he played really well in one game against Rutgers. Like, okay, Mitch Schichterman, he's never started a Big Ten football game before until this year. And you look over the left guard, You've rotated Hickson, you've rotated Piper, you've seen Banks in there, you've seen Bando in there. I mean, you've seen all these guys, but if you really look at quote-unquote experience, Cam Jurgens your only guy. And that's really hard to do. And I think for whatever reason, and I've, I found myself getting caught up in a little bit this during this year too, is like our offensive line could be really good this year, could be even better than last year. But then you stop to think, it's like, man, we, we put two dudes in the NFL that both made rosters. Two of them got drafted. That's not an easy thing to just plug guys back in of guys that have been starting for four years, three, four years, and just think we're going to pick right back up where we left off. So I've given them a lot of grace. That being said, they need to just play better. I mean, you, you know, so if you, you talk about everything I just said, you put two dudes in the NFL, that means the coaching's there. If you got guys that go to the NFL, they're not being poorly coached. I think that these dudes just need to play better. I mean, Ben Hart had a really, really bad game last week. Turner's had really, really bad moments. Piper's had bad moments. And when you say, okay, well, each guy's taking their turn, that's just bad offensive line play because unless all five are operating on a super high level, you just don't get good offensive line play. And we've just really struggled the last really two weeks. I mean, we did okay against Oklahoma. I mean, he's been sacked, what, 12 times in the last two games? 12 sacks, 18 for the year. And we're talking seven false start penalties. And, and you mentioned with... If we jump right. off sides this week, you're going to see me running across the middle of the field <laughs> at home, just losing my mind. Are you going to go, you yourself, physically go remove I'm just gonna go the offending fi- I'm, party? I'm going to go physically assault somebody in front of 90,000 people. And it's going to be, uh, you can still hang, can't you, with uh, with the, the linemen? You've been re- you've been retired. No, Span- yeah. I've been great. PJ Mangieri just walked by. Long oh, really? snapper. Long snapper nice. here uh, when I played. So I'll have to say hi to him. But, yeah, I mean, I could hang for, I think adrenaline could get me through at least. Because he just hit 30. Yes. I think adrenaline could get me through a couple quarters. But eventually the 285 mark would take its toll. Okay. It, it, and, and the knees just, I don't lift very heavy on the legs anymore. That's Upper body. Fine. Could hang out with the guys, but I just get ran over. But now you, you well, don't think your NFL experience. Could like get you just some 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 like veteran tricks you could pull on these college kids? Oh, absolutely! But eventually their legs are going to wear out, man. Eventually, conditioning. Eventually, the conditioning and, and the old the peloton can only do so much. <laughs> the peloton can only help me with. So are your much. knees like ninety year old man knees? No, oh, yeah, I got no cartilage. I've had three surgeries on this left knee. I have bone on bone, and I mean, I went elk hunting, and I, I'd rather walk up the mountain twice than have to walk down once because my oh, knees really? are just so bad. But okay. that's why these dudes are young. They, they have no excuse. Just go out there and run over people, dude. That's all I want to see tomorrow. It's physical ball play. Physical ball play, especially against a Northwestern team that, I mean, they don't have any werewolves coming off the edge. They don't, they don't have any guys that scare me as I look at this team and go, man, that's a star X around that guy game wrecker on the defensive line. Or even, I mean, Patty Fisher last year as a linebacker, right? You're like, you've got to put a hat on that guy. Northwestern doesn't have that. This is the perfect game for Nebraska just to come out, no fear of failure up front, run off the football, and just physically dominate this team. Okay, we, we've talked nastiness, easier said than done. You've got to be playing well to have nastiness. Otherwise, it's just false, right? Right. Well, I mean, the other thing, too, and I think we talked about this last night, but we can't just 
we can't just rely on our offensive line, and I say we, I mean a coaching staff, and say, hey, okay, we call X play, right? And we look at it from the top, and Lubick and Frost's like, man, this, this play isn't great into this look, right? It's like, oh, man, this was supposed to be against a 3-4 or 4-3, whatever. But we can rely on our offensive line to move the double teams, move the D-line into linebackers, we'll get three. We have to scheme all our positive runs right now, and that's got to change. You, you've got to be able to rely on your offensive line to get you two or three, even if it's not a great situation, which is why you've had to see us go to the option a little bit, go to the wide zone, get something on the edge, because in the middle, we've just kind of run into a wall the last couple of weeks, really the whole season. Why? I don't know. I don't think it's a lack of talent. I, I think these kids are good enough to be yes. road graders. But with what they're doing on offense, it is – you tell me, man. You're the football guy. Same with you, Elijah. You both played. Is it a situation where you just – it doesn't, to me, doesn't seem to me like they're just firing off. They're not they're, – they're, I mean, yes, you're, you're, you're trying to move the line of scrimmage, but it's, it's more of a get in the way versus let's bury somebody. You know, Bear or no? I think that's a fair assessment. And I think a lot of that comes with the fact that we have to scheme so much that it's almost to the point of like, okay, I got to make sure I get my hat to this side so I cut this guy off and cut the angle versus like, screw it, dent the downs. Just dent them. Put them three yards backwards. Just run off the football. Let the rest take care of itself. And that's what I want to see from them tomorrow is just the, the don't think. When you think you play slow, and a lot of times the thinking comes because you're like, okay, it's this play versus this defense. Oh, maybe that's not the right defense. Okay, then I have to get to this guy, and boom, 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 your, your mind and, and your body just forgets just to Analysis run. Analysis paralysis. Just, just to right. run, right? Exactly. And so for me, if I'm Coach Frost and I'm those guys, I'm just dialing up runs tomorrow that are track schemes, track zone, where it's like, hey, we're running inside zone left. Drop your left foot, open your left foot, and run on your track, and someone's going to show up and just hit a purple jersey, hit a white jersey, and we'll make something happen from then. And that's a good starting point, especially if, like Scott talked about on Monday at his press conference, if there is some new guys in there, if there is some guys that don't have a ton of experience, make it simple for them to just use physicalness and not have to think. Jeremiah Searles, uh, Chris Schmidt here at the single barrel inside the graduate. You're invited down. We're... Here till 6, Nebraska Northwestern. Vic has chimed in from Denver, and he'd like to know what Searles thinks about you sit down for a series if there's a false start. Yes. Bench it. Get him out. It's either coached or allowed. And you saw it last That's a sign that's up in every coach's office. I mean, you saw it last week when Hickson jumped off sides. They put Banks in, right? At one point, you can only coach it so much. You can only talk about it so much. At one point, the players just have to execute it. And after the – I mean, Scott talked about it in his press conference after the game. Like, I can't take a rep for these guys. It has to mean something to them because when you jump off sides, it's nothing more than a lack of focus. And that's it. There's no other excuse than just you lost focus on the snap count. But why did you lose focus on the snap count? Is because you weren't prepared enough during the week to know what you're doing on every assignment so that you're worried about your assignment, you're worried about the guy in front of you, you're worried about a million different other things instead of focusing on the one thing that matters, and that means wait for the quarterback to say – go i mean there's just so many things for me that that stuff's unacceptable because you know they work it you know coach austin's addressed it you know frost has addressed it like you can only address it so many times it's got to matter to you on a personal level for you not to be able to do that you know a northwestern guy that's pj majiri's dad okay his dad uh his brother's a tight end for them okay so so the manjiri family is split tomorrow they are his dad's in full northwestern gear i get it 
but I did see PJ's full Nebraska gear. Which is good. That is good. That's that nice. Good. Now, his it, wife was here, too. It, she it ran takes, track. It takes a special dude to rock purple, effectively. It does. And it I can't. Does. I can't, I can't wear purple. Oh, it's just doesn't look I look like Grimace. It doesn't go good with my eyes. No. It just no, doesn't it, match the, yeah, the hazel a, eyes and the, pur- the light <laughs> lavender purple is not good. Uh, 250 whiskeys to choose from here at the Single Barrel. You will uh, fall in love with their bone in New York Strip. I invite you to try it. Come on down here to the Single Barrel uh, Roadshow Friday with Hale Varsity. We have Jeremiah Searles, standout Husker, and longtime NFLer. He is here till uh, 6 with us. Elijah Herbal in Hour 2. The pride of Fairbury, Bill Dolman, going to be with us. Get his take and prediction on Nebraska and Northwestern. Clausborn will be in with his forecast. Uh, Plenty more to get into on the offensive line. What does a, a... starting five look like we don't know we'll know before kickoff tomorrow we can project and we can kind of get into some of the names that you know or have heard about uh where is nebraska at and uh, is this thing tight or is it a get right we'll get uh, continue on more time down here at the single barrel hail varsity presented by the nebraska lottery and we're back folks think we could Listen to the radio listen. on Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes, that's awesome. Back with you, Tail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. On the road, it's Friday. It's a home football Friday. That means we are here inside the graduate at the amazing single barrel, and uh, we invite you down uh, here till six. Have some goodies to hand out if you want. Uh, we have some Bush Light koozies, the old latte koozie. If you're watching us on ESPN uh, Lincoln's Facebook, it's the Santa bag. You have ESPN koozies for your golf bag. And our good friends at Budweiser making things uh, wonderful. Husker headquarters as well. And, uh, you know, maybe we just get you to sign this hat. Oh, the king of beers. Yes. I, I can do that. And uh, would you have pimped uh, Budweiser uh, NIL era if you would have had it? I would have tried. I would have 100% tried. I don't know if well, I don't know if many people would have let me, but I mean, uh, really? if, if I could have got free Bush Light, then yeah, absolutely. You'd been wearing the, the, yeah. the bro track, the bro you tank. Know, you know how many hundreds of dollars I would have saved on beer? <laughs> All you're looking for is Bush Light and a seafood endorsement 100%. Give me some Bush Light. And then give me some, like, steak and lobster endorsement deals. It's all I need. It's all I'd want. You're happy. It's all you need, man. Let's uh, dive into offensive line, uh, Searles, as uh, that's your expertise, brother. And uh, we will get into this series and (laughs) how it's been maddening for Nebraska Mm. fans. But Northwestern does that to a lot of people uh, in the Big Ten. Names we need to know tomorrow and i'm gonna go, i'm gonna give you a name and you're gonna give me uh a a positive quality about said players game okay whether they're struggling or not this is not a the, lightning round i like it this isn't a ceiling right right kids can get better you played as a redshirt freshman some guys didn't play till they were juniors it, it's it's a different cook time yes on offensive linemen absolutely 100 percent agree let's start with turner corcoran yeah, the dude's athletic ability is, is insane. I mean, you've seen it um, when he gets out in screens. He's really good in space. The The thing with him is he needs to trust his technique more, a little bit in the pass protection. He ba- waist bends a little bit. But he's another guy that, I mean, he missed a lot of camp. 
And I He's think hurt. People people saw last year the one game that he had at left tackle, and he played outstanding against, fast, against Rutgers. Fast edge, yeah. And then you kind of expected him to just pick right back up. But when you're young – when you miss a lot of training camp, it takes you a few weeks to kind of really get going. I thought he's played better over the last few weeks, and he has gotten a, he's gotten much better. But again, he's a guy that just needs to continue developing in the weight room, getting a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. But his athletic ability, he's going to be a special talent for us for a while. How many of these guys, they, they, we talk about experience. You may have been on campus for two to three years now. But that doesn't always translate to two or three years worth of starts. Right. And, and last it, year doesn't count. Last year doesn't count at all. When it comes to uh, confidence, how many of these guys are are suffering from maybe lack of confidence? I'd say four of the five starters. I mean, I, I, I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, confidence comes from stacking wins. It comes from stacking good performances against good teams. Like, anyone's going to have confidence after you beat the dog out of Fordham, right? I mean, our twos went in there and beat the dog out of Fordham. You grow confidence from games like Oklahoma where you had some really good things going, but then when you go out and you follow that up with a performance like at Michigan State, it just drains all of that confidence you had. And especially you're all you talk about during the week. It's all you see when you turn on Twitter. It's all you see. It's really hard to build confidence. There's no way to do it besides just going out on the field and doing it. And so I hope the mindset for a lot of these guys is like, I want to just go out there and flush last week and move forward with this week. Let's uh, get into uh, Nuili. Yeah, so I don't know much. Nuri, Nuili, no, however yeah. you say it. Nuri. The German, the German the, stallion. The German. The German, the German the stallion. German. No, he's, uh, he's a kid that was at Norris, was part of their uh, championship state football team. And, can I mean, he's, he's kind of a, a beast when I've watched him in there. He loves pulling and, and mauling people. Uh, he's a name we hear a lot about. He's a name we may see start tomorrow. Uh, time will tell with that, but I'm interested here uh, what you know about him and, you know, uh, his opportunity perhaps tomorrow. Well, I mean, the whole left guard spot, you've got, what, four guys that have played there already? Piper, Nuri, Bando, Banks. I mean, when you hear Scott say we're going to explore options, I wouldn't be surprised to see almost all those guys if you get a chance to. But Nuri's a guy I haven't watched a lot of film on. I know he played at Colorado State. Um, for a while. I know that he started a couple games at C-State, if I recall, but just looking at the guy, he's got, not in a weird way, he's got a massive butt. Like, the dude looks like he could just sit on a bull rush, which at the moment is kind of what we need. And so I'm excited if he gets a chance to get an opportunity. He looked well when he went in there against Fordham. I thought he performed really well when he got some meaningful minutes. But, again, it's opportunities are going to arise for these guys at the left guard spot and whoever stays in there. I think it's kind of like the running back room. Like, who's going to take it and go? Who's going to separate themselves from the field? Because Piper has had his opportunities and hasn't. Banks had an opportunity and, eh. And then Hickson had his opportunity, and he played decent against Oklahoma, and then not very good last week against Michigan State. So that's a huge hole for us to have to fill there at left guard. Hickson's a, a guy from a consistency standpoint. He is he is the most experienced option off the bench, and he's a guy who won some time uh, in different parts of his career. He's, and he, it, he's limited in his athletic ability. Okay. That's what I'd say about him. He, he is who he is. He's mm-hmm. good in when you get him in a phone booth. He's really strong and stuff, but – the books out on him on how to beat him if you're if he's playing a guard and you're a three technique just widen out another yard and make him move in space and that's where he kind of struggles a little bit to piper uh piper a kid from a, a you know a, a really great community in nebraska northeast nebraska is is his issue just 
again, we say the C word confidence to, or is it something that, all right, now with with a, with a guy like Piper, is he going to have to to slim down? Does he need to bulk up? I mean, kind of ballpark that for me, for him to be better, in your opinion. For me, the, the thing with Piper is he flashes so well at times. I mean, great blocks, great plays, moving dudes and, and pulling and smashing dudes. And then at times it seems like he just can't get out of his own way. And I chalk that up to him just being a young guy. Mm. I think a lot of it is him just kind of still understanding what the pace of play at college football actually really is and so i mean again you talk about these guys what's crazy it's like yeah we're moving all these guys in it's like they're gonna be here for a long time like, yeah. we're not talking about dudes that are getting benched and we're kicking them out next year like these dudes are gonna be here for a long time so it's so important and scott talked about it too about hey we're not crumpling them up and throwing away we're just saying hey you still need to develop and that's okay the problem is we need to develop a lot faster because we need to win some football games can you microwave offensive line play not at all not in the slightest. That's why you see dudes get drafted in the first and second round of the NFL, and they're still learning. They're still developing. I mean, Andrew Thomas got drafted, I think, eighth overall to the Giants last year and was one of the worst graded out NFL offensive linemen of the year last year. It, 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 you have to understand it. It only takes reps and reps and reps to understand the speed of the game, the pace of the game, the knowledge of the game, the anticipation of it all. To really put that all together takes a long time. Let's get into a couple more guards here. Banks. You know, I know he was in. I know he went off. I was watching him closely because I love his size. Yeah, he's big. And and he's pretty mobile. But I know how much hand fighting goes on between offensive and defensive line. I saw him go off kind of holding a hand. So I don't know what his availability is. Did you ever have to play with an injured left or right hand? You or can't. Can, can you, you? can't. You cannot play offensive line with a broken hand. You see defensive linemen all the time with the big old clubs and everything on it. But a line play for an offensive lineman is you've got to be able to use your hands. And he, he did come back on the field against Michigan State with looked like a cast on. So I don't know what his availability will look like for this week. But he's another intriguing guy that I mean, moved over from defense still learning how to play the position in all actuality and the biggest thing for for him is just continue to develop and understand to not do too much too fast and just take it as it goes and i mean he was kind of forced to go play over at left tackle when corcoran got hurt and so i mean who knows it was a a rough first series for him at tackle but he might be a do we have a couple of tackles that might be better guards? Yeah, I mean, you can always move your way in. I always tell people you could go from tackle to guard. You did you go, it all. Yeah, you can go from tackle to guard. You can go guard to center. You can't move your way out. You don't see many centers that's like, hey, go play guard or go play tackle. Like, that just doesn't work. But, I mean, I think he's a guy that they really feel could be one of the best five. I don't know what position going down the road. So the cross-training is your younger is really good until you find the kind of that cement spot to put yourself in. Jeremiah Searles, Chris Schmidt, we're here at the Single Barrel Roadshow Friday with Hale Varsity Radio, ESPN Lincoln, and of course our affiliates around the state. You're making your way to Lincoln for Nebraska Northwestern for a homecoming weekend. You are invited down uh, here to uh, spend some time. We're here till six, and of course uh, we'll we'll be here for uh, weekend edition of Hale Varsity Radio pregame three to five tomorrow. So uh, that'll be good stuff. Searles, couple minutes here left. Want to get your take on? Teddy Prohaska, Teddy's a kid that uh, we enjoyed talking to about three weeks ago when he kind of came in and was doing that heavy formation against Oklahoma. Interested to uh, to see what you what could happen with him is, do you put him at left and move a guy like Turner to right and then maybe have uh, Nuri in at left guard and you stick with Sichterman? I mean, it, let's just 
we don't know this, but let's pretend that you got Sichterman and Nuri as as your guards. Yep. Can you can you get some push for some inside run plays? I think you can. I mean, I think that again, it, time will tell. But this is the defense you want to experiment with lineups. Um, again, and, and no, based on your film no, study, no disrespect to Northwestern whatsoever. They're an extremely well coached team. Fundamentally, they are very sound. But when you just look at talent wise, top to bottom. I feel like if you want to experience with some lineups and some guys in different spots on the offensive line, this would be the game to do it before you go into Michigan next week who has the talent up front. And so, I mean, I think that this is it's okay to rotate some guys in. It's okay to say, hey, who is – you have to remember, too, a lot of these guys aren't in – and I know they're in shape, but starting shape is a very different – very different shape than just playing shape. I mean, to go out there and ask a guy to run 70, 80 plays who hasn't really ran more than probably 30 to 40 plays a, a single a single practice is a lot to do. So, I mean, it wouldn't be bad. Hey, two series for this guy, two series for this guy, two series for this guy. Open competition during live bullets where there's real live consequences isn't a bad thing. Searles, in your opinion, what's – our guy is getting prepped. We'll get the special teams here in, in just a moment. But uh, I'm sorry. You're going to run for the uh, – you're going to choose one of the 250 whiskeys here in the single <laughs> barrel to, uh, to help us through that, uh, that conversation uh, when it comes to, to special teams. But about 30 seconds or so uh, when it comes to, to just the simulation. Game is game. Oklahoma speeds, Oklahoma speeds. So good luck simulating that. Right. That said – it, I feel like the guys are prepped. I think the practice setup is is competent. I would, yeah, I mean, I think that they're prepared well. I don't think that at any point this year have I gone out and think, man, these guys just aren't prepared. Okay. They're, I, I absolutely think they're prepared. It's just a matter of learning to take it from meeting room to practice, practice to the game. It's a step-by-step process. And, again, again, it goes back to the microwave idea. It can't be rushed. It has to just continue to go through that. More from Jeremiah Searles, Chris Schmidt, Roadshow Friday here at the Single Barrel. Hail Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery awaiting Chris and Jeremiah to return as they're out at the single barrel uh, at the Graduate Hotel. A lot of whiskeys, steaks for you to choose from. They're giving away some goodies as well. So I am just now filling time as I do not know uh, what technical difficulties we're experiencing with them out there. Uh, In the meantime, what we're going to do is run uh, Nick Henrich's interview from earlier this week. Oh, oh. Do we have Chris back? I got you right now. Sorry about that, Elijah. You got me okay, bud? Yeah, I got you loud and clear. We're live on the air. We are live on the air, yes. We had to put another quarter in the machine. And uh, <laughs> thank uh, the good Lord we are right. We're working on getting StreamYard uh, back up. So there we are. Down here at the graduate, Chris Schmidt, Jeremiah Searles, and uh, some of his Husker buddies from uh, uh, the playing days of Nebraska can join us. Numbers to get in, 466 can email chris at com and uh, find us 
on uh, Twitter at uh, Schmidt underscore radio at uh, Herbal Essence. And, uh, of course, Jeremiah Searles at Searles71 underscore HSKR. Uh, Bill Dolman coming up, the uh, pride of Fairbury. NBC Sports uh, is uh, is where Bill Dolman's at. Of course, Clausburn with his Searles. It, it got a little dicey, man. It was almost uh, it's almost Hail Mary time. For what? Well, I, you know, our little setup here. We had to put another. We were out of change. We had to oh. put more quarters in here. So Elijah comes to me. He's like, "Do we have Chris and Cyril? <laughs> we're live on the air." At least there was no potty mouth going on on yes, my end, that, which is always good with you. Yes. So it's always good to make sure you, you got the dump button right. Just <laughs> oh, I do not. Oh, you don't. I'll keep I, that. I, I think I've kept that in mind. I've been but, fairly a good boy. You've, you've been you've been awesome. But uh, we are working on getting the video stream back. Uh, oh, beautiful. So. Yeah, we just had to, to reboot, reset. You know how it is, changing the oil. Sometimes that happens hey, Friday. Hey, man, you got to adapt. You gotta, Friday, it's, Friday. it's all about adapting to the game plan. A late, a late Friday night into to Saturday morning. So uh, uh, our old boy Seth at the bar, the bar, we love him. Oh, love Seth. He says, hey, uh, he emails in chris at hailvarsity.com. I could go for a Randy Ross right now. Oh, Ooh, I could I could crush a Randy Ross right now. Wouldn't stand. It wouldn't go twenty. We are, we wouldn't are, go twenty. We are, we are adding to the Searles nil yesteryear list here. Budweiser, oh. Bushlight, Lazari's Pizza, uh, and 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 food. Uh, it's mm. good for a lineman. So let's get into some Nebraska thoughts. Yes, uh, we've hit linemen. We've kind of done a quick. Was it? Uh, a super bang, bang, bang. You know, quick uh, word association per player. Uh, last thought though. Uh, with Nebraska football O-line. We mentioned confidence. We mentioned nastiness. Uh, I want to get into to Adrian and that dynamic of holding the football, waiting an extra count, trying to make something happen, having a big play, and then taking a sack. Because I've seen the pro football grades. You've seen them. Yep. And guys aren't doing well. That's not always on the line but adrian's playing at an incredible level he's been a ton of fun to watch needs more help we like the skill guys around him but you just need more consistency from the o-line and tomorrow could be the way i look at it tomorrow could be a monster step uh forward for this whole unit because if you get better o-line play you're gonna have more time to find omar you're gonna have more find a time uh more time to find uh your your pet plays that are are open and you're going to also have Adrian because he had moments where man he could he could sign a football before he threw it against Oklahoma not a lot of them but man they they when he had time he hit he had bets big and he found Omar he, he had the throwback screen this offense uh, I think the fuse is lit for it you just need the O line to move forward maybe they find that way. Uh, their their way tomorrow. I think they will too. But the, the thing that Northwestern is going to do, Chris, is it's a copycat league, right? It, it's a it's a once the blueprints out on how to stop a team or how to give a team issues, the following team the next week is going to do exactly. So what did Michigan State do? They pressured us. Mm-hmm. They sent more than four, or they looked like they were going to send more than four, and then they would only send. Uh, two or three and try and get us off balance and there was a couple times we missed in our protection schemes but the offensive line is going to get challenged early tomorrow with pressures 
I, I mean, Northwestern's not a huge pressure team because they do, don't have the dudes in the back end that can hold up one-on-one, so they don't blitz a lot, but they're going to send pressure and see if we can stop it. Can we stop it? Did we plug the leak in the dam that was last week in the pressure game so that Adrian can go to? And, and another big thing in this past game, uh, Chris, is getting Travis Vokalek back involved. He had the great catch. That was money. A great catch, but he's open more than once or twice um, on that film as you look at it. And I think Adrian's still just developing that chemistry with him again because, again, he got dinged in camp and he missed some time. And so they're still building that chemistry. You could Allen and Vokalek together in, in that group. Man. That tight end room is freaking special, dude. Russ, our dear friend, Iowa Russ, chimes in. Uh, Chris at HaleVarsity.com. He is calling BS on the technical difficulty. He is saying, Schmidt, you need to get your makers and squirt ordered sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty good. Uh, Elijah is taking some, because you can watch the show. We're here at the Single Barrel, uh, ESPN. Uh, Lincoln Facebook, we we are streamyarding it. You see Searles, you see me. You got the new T.O. gear. I do, I do. They gave me a big box of stuff, and they were like, hey, wear this. I was like, is it free? They're like, yeah. I was like, for sure I'll So Searles that. is wearing the, the T.O. gear. Elijah Herbal is at a charity event uh, a little bit later tonight, and wearing a tie. You're taking some for... Well, wearing a tie, is that a tie? Is it a clip-on? It is uh, homecoming week, so it is time to throw out random Animal House quotes uh, since it is homecoming. Maybe they'll be ramming speed tomorrow. I hope so. Or, uh, But, Elijah, you do look very, very proper. You look professional. You look nice. Yeah, you hung me out to dry in the live stream. It was just me sitting here by myself listening to you guys. <laughs> just just my face. Just right here. I had to put up a little thing that said, this is Elijah Herbal, but don't worry. We're awaiting Chris and Jeremiah coming back. So just sitting here awkward. I thought you were launching your OnlyFans. I thought, yeah. it, was, I thought it was the launch of Elijah's OnlyFans account here. <laughs> Elijah, Elijah in studio, fans only. <laughs> my, my, my dad what, got in here. What is like, this why are you wearing a tie? puppet doing here? What is this sock puppet doing here? Why? Why is it Who is this strange man in tie on my screen? <laughs> all, we, all we needed was a mustache to still get Oh, there. my goodness gracious, dude. You guys are never going to have me back. No, oh, that was good. That was pretty good. Vic wants to know if you're wearing pants. Uh, mm. You know, it is it is, uh, it is COVID year, so who knows how many people did interviews and sweats and a... <laughs> Oh, I, I had a, I, I've had multiple where I've just been in gym shorts with a nice button down uh, and you got the hair coat. done. And then as oh, soon as yeah. you've done your stand-up, you're like, mm, yeah. I'm going to go sit on my couch. Uh, we will dive into some NFL coming up uh, next hour. Bill Dolman's on the way. And uh, Nebraska, a chance to make it happen. Game plan is what? I mean, we, we talk keys. Uh, hey, get a lead. I mean, yeah. here's the reality with Nebraska football and uh, and Coach Frost. Uh games you're trailing at half they have been unkind for the big red period end of discussion yep and it's not just a frost thing it's been a a nebraska thing but under frost uh they are three and 17 when trailing at halftime and we know the one score number we'll dive in if we think tomorrow's a one score not winding down hour one come see us at the single barrel inside the graduate with hale varsity and now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Ah, uh, we are back here. It is a good day, Jeremiah Searles, <laughs> Chris Schmidt, 
at the single barrel. Elijah Herbal <sighs> with the screenshot of the century. Wasn't even thinking about that. No. I got to be more aware of my surroundings. It's okay. You're all right. Uh, no one's finding us <laughs> yet. It's okay. Or Fi- paying us yet. I'm waiting for the tips. <laughs> Where's the tip? Where's the tip? Ding. Ding, 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 ding. That's a good question. All right. right? Um, if if you're missing, we were kind of referencing if if Elijah was getting into his own. Um, how do we put this? Um, Private streaming profitable yes, funds. Yes. Yes. His own tribute to uh, to folks that want to see Elijah on on uh, on a stream. Yeah. In a tie. Clip on probably. No. No. Elijah, no. Show your, show, not a, not show a clip on tie. I draw the line there. That's fair. Good. Is it at least a double Windsor? It is. It is a double Windsor. How'd you know? Oh, look at you growing up, man. I'm not a single so cool. Windsor guy. I love it. Double yeah. Windsor guy all the way. Mm-hmm. Junior had homecoming the other night, and I tried to tie his. I mean, I was I was in Norman, so I failed as a father to, to get him uh, tied. But mm-hmm. I, I bought him a sport coat, and there he, you go. he looked all right. He looked man. all right. You have a date? He did. He had a date, and then he also he had a date for, for Southwest, and then he's supposed to have a date for... For East, so oh, he's, he's got a double homecoming. Yeah, look at that guy, little yeah. lady killer. He's uh, gets it from his he's, mom. He's a dirty monkey. Uh, he does. He looks like his mother. Thankfully, uh, coming up, the pride of Fairbury NBC Sports is Bill Dolman. He'll be with us, Clausburn, in uh, in hour two. The Friday forecast. Uh, that is good stuff uh, when we're talking Nebraska O line. But Adrian needs more time. This team needs a, a bounce back win. This team needs to get to five hundred. I know Michigan looms. But uh, nastiness is is big. Confidence is big. Experience is uh, uber important. So we've kind of laid out and spent a lot of time on the O-line. We've spent a lot of time on, on attitude. Defensively and uh, mentality, this, this defense is, is so much like their defensive coordinator and coach Chins mm-hmm. where head down, keep chopping wood, and there you have it. That's kind of their mentality. I don't worry about this team tomorrow uh, being ready. If if it goes funky, I worry about the rest of the season. We've been talking yeah. up, you know, benchmark Oklahoma. We've talked, all right, the opportunity to get off on the right foot, Illinois. All right, how do they respond against Sparty? And then you get gut punched like that. Okay, so now really, truly, you've had a couple of standing eight counts, but you are manning up and, not, and refusing to, to, you know, TBTKO. So I'm interested to know if uh, if Nebraska can can handle their business and take it out on somebody tomorrow. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing too for this defense is I've, I mean a lot of people talk to me this week of like is the defense going to let down because they're just not getting rewarded for their win, right? I think it's the opposite. I think the defense is kind of wearing it of a badge of honor along the lines of, hey, we're going to win football games because. We're going to freaking win football games in the trenches and because we're going to take the ball away and we're going to win because we're only going to hold teams to 10 points. I mean, this is a this is a defense that I think can hold Northwestern to under 10 points tomorrow. Based so on there's not a think. gift wrap at the 30. Yeah, as long as they don't, as long as the offense doesn't gift them something or the special teams gifts them something. Like this defense is playing such good team defense all around the board. Everyone does their job. They trust their job. They don't try and do too much. That they can hold this team to under 10 points tomorrow. Jeremiah Searles, Chris Schmidt, come see us here at the Single Barrel inside the Graduate Home Football Friday. It's good to have Searles, our favorite Husker, and sideline man with us, Elijah Herbal and his reel, not clip-on tie, back at the studio. Bill Dolman on the way, Klausburn on the way, NFL thoughts coming up, and, of course, Nebraska-Northwestern more, hour two.
Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Thank you. Back into it. It's hour two at Tail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. You know, Northwestern Nebraska, a special weekend. It's homecoming. Dolman right now is probably wearing a toga, screaming, ramming speed. You are back from the NFL. You and Butch and, uh, of course, Spencer. And this was probably three, four, five years ago, the overtime game yep. where Malik lost it. Yep. And uh, you drug me uh, down to O Street after the ball game. We did. We went down to, I think we ended the night in the rail yes. at that night. It was, it was. <laughs> uh, it Never was, again. Oh, it was great. Never again it will was, I step foot in the rail. Oh, I. I nah, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, man. But, yeah, Northwestern Nebraska is always a, uh, God, it's always like a, a bar fight. Dude, just throw the records out. It, it's much, it, it, I don't know what it is. Someone was asking me about that today. They were like, what is it about Northwestern? I was like, we should, they were like, you should beat this team by two touchdowns. I was like, yeah. Vegas I, thinks so. I, I thought that, too, in 2012 and 2013 when I was playing, and we should have lost both those games. I mean, this team just, there's no, there's no fear. Can we, can, we go, can we go Diaco? Diaco, no reasonable reason. <laughs> no reasonable reason. No but, reasonable reason. I mean, the strain's probably there. But, I mean, for the most part, I, I just don't think that they have any fear. I feel like they have confidence that, hey, we can play with Nebraska no matter what. Well, Nebraska's going to screw something up. I think that that's a lot of it, too. And, and the preach of Coach Fitzgerald to his kids is we don't beat ourselves. Play clean. Don't beat ourselves. Let the game come to you. Nebraska historically has found ways to beat themselves and then capitalize on those opportunities, and we'll give ourselves a chance to win. That's that's the coaching pitch to Northwestern right now. Well, and, and the thing that Fitz is missing is, is a guy like Ramsey last year. Yeah. I mean, uh, they had the kid out of Illinois, the, the big, tall dude that, yep. uh, that graduated at quarterback. They kind of had uh, some instability there two years ago at quarterback. And then here's here's Ramsey, the kid from Indiana that was big time. Uh, that is Jeremiah Searles, standout Husker NFLer, and uh, we welcome in the pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, Bill Dolman with us. Billy D, it's homecoming. Uh, are you going to be celebrating, uh, well, John Belushi style? How are you? You know, I was uh, reminiscing about uh, homecomings when I was at, at uh, my days at Theta Zai over there on the R Street. And I think uh, the extent of our effort for homecoming uh, amounted to blowing up a couple of balloons and then going downstairs to have a basement party and listen to the Violent Femmes and uh, REM and uh, Prince and celebrate a job well done. That was the extent of the homecoming participation at Theta Zai in the late 1980s. So you were not into making a a parade. You were you weren't into it. We were into celebrating days that ended in Y. Ah, uh, in your in your prime, how many bush lights could you put away? Or the equivalent of or bush the equivalent light of bush light, whatever that may have been. Oh boy, back in the day. Well, I'll tell you, whatever the record would have been has long been forgotten with those with the number that I would have had. But uh, I, I would probably say <laughs> two. Because I, I spent a lot of my time studying, 
Um, mm. And, you know, and, uh, volunteering at the Knights of Columbus. Taking beautiful women to, to Red Lobster <laughs> when it was open. R.I.P. R.I.P. Red Lobster, man. Bill, uh, you are uh, the, well, some have called you back in the day the uh, the mayor of O Street. No, I'm, I kid. I kid. But, uh, no, Nebraska Northwestern. What do you think tomorrow, man? Are you nervous? Are you excited? Searles has done a great job at kind of outlining where Nebraska needs to go with the offensive line and you'll see some changes probably tomorrow and that could be for good defense played great i i don't know if you filled your swear jar last weekend with the michigan state effort but kind of tell us how your week's been and how you're feeling for tomorrow it has been the longest week that i can remember it it, it just seems like this Michigan State game took place a month ago, and that's all we can think about and talk about. I, I mean, I almost forgot that Nebraska was even playing Northwestern this week because that, that whole Michigan State hangover has just been lingering like a bad, you know, a bad keg of bush light. Um, but I was listening to a little bit about what you were saying a, a moment ago, and it is something that, that I've carved into my dashboard. And that is that I think teams have gotten together in the Big Ten boardrooms and saying, you know what, we don't need the officials to any longer call uh, offensive pass interference or Nebraska for holding on quarterback sneaks because at some point Nebraska is going to do something to cost them the game. I I really think that, that Michigan State probably thought, you know what, we're getting our asses kicked. But just hang in there. They're going to do something that's going to turn this game completely around. I really believe that that's what teams think of Nebraska right now. It used to be back in the day, as I like to go back to, when you never thought Nebraska was going to beat itself. But now I think everybody goes into the game thinking at some point there's going to be a costly turnover. They're going to do something. Now, they're not going to do something like field a punt and get a safety. That's never going to happen. Or they're not going to punt to the left side when everybody goes to the right. That's well, that happens. But I really do think that teams are saying Nebraska is going to do something to beat itself and take itself out of the game that it's not going to recover. And that's exactly what happened against Michigan State. And I would bet that Northwestern is saying the same exact thing right now. So, I mean, help me with this then, because I've been struggling with it too. How do you fix that? I mean, it, it, there's got to be a disconnect between somewhere between, we talked about it in hour one, the meeting room to the practice field to the game. It, it, I don't honestly think it's coaching as much as it's just the players executing. I mean, what do you see from that, or how do you think that gets fixed and put back on the right track where Nebraska doesn't beat themselves and this football team is actually a pretty damn good football team when they don't get in their own way? Well, it's a winning defense. But, you know, I really think that it, the mistake happens and then they can't get out of it. You know, it's one thing that the, the mistake happens in a game. You have a penalty at a bad time. You have a turnover or something like that. You recover and you move on and you, you're just good enough to do it. But I think that just as much as teams believe Nebraska is going to do it, I think Nebraska's in its head thinking we're going to do it. And something's going to happen that we're going to – uh, we're going to make a mistake somehow, some way, and we're going we're gonna to take ourselves out of the game. And I think that that's what it is. It's, you know, that it is a mental thing that you make that mistake and it just compounds into a defeat, a defeatist attitude. Nebraska needs to go out and just kick the crap out of somebody. Mm. And, uh, you know, it would be great if it happened this week to where they believe, you know what, we can beat somebody for 60 solid minutes. 
and and take that victory and feel good and build on it because they got to believe that they, they're doing some things right. Nebraska is really two plays and one quarter away from being unbeaten. Mm-hmm. The fumble against Illinois, the punt against Michigan State, and I said last week I don't think Nebraska went into the Oklahoma game that first quarter thinking that we can win the game. And they give up the touchdown on the first drive of the game. But after quarter two on, they played even, and I thought outplayed Oklahoma. But they got in a bit of a hole, and it was a while before they were able to actually believe that they could do it. But two plays in one quarter, Nebraska's 5-0. and up. Bill Dolman's with us, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports. It's a big game next weekend because Bill Dolman will be back in the state of Nebraska for Nebraska-Michigan. Uh, he has been bottling up that hatred of a split national championship since 1997. He will unleash the fury next Saturday night under the lights for the ultimate helmet game, praying that Michigan's unbeaten. If you're a Nebraska fan, praying Nebraska's back to 500 uh, after Northwestern. Bill, I want to get into uh, uh, Nebraska's... We've talked about their mentality. We've talked about... uh, some of what, what ails them. Did you read into anything that Trev said this week? Uh, I know he had his, uh, his show Thursday night. Trev's a straight shooter, very honest, uh, and, and going to not tell you everything's all red and rosy. I mean, he said there's problems, and he talked about minute details, attention to detail, all those things that aren't working, but he's not saying, look, I'm judging you and making a, a decision right now. I think there's... There's some analysis going on, but but Trev's the first to say there's a lot of season left, and he's also the first to say that, you know what, it could be a five and O team, but he knows that you gotta you gotta earn it, and there's got to be some trust. Did you take anything away from his comments uh, about Scott and just where the team's at? I looked at it more, or listened more, um, with a with a broader view in mind as opposed to the specifics of what he was saying and parsing words, uh, which uh, I I can do. Um, I'm not going to put Trev Alberts and Bill Moose in the same category necessarily in terms of their leadership style, but what I take from that is Nebraska has a football guy in charge of the athletic department and the football program. There's nothing that Scott Frost can do that's going to pull the wool over the eyes of his boss. It's not like whoever was the coach when Sean Eichhorst was the athletic director and everybody was playing, uh, you know, uh, kick the guy in the behind, right? So, look, Trev, Trev can watch and Trev knows what's happening. And, and, and I'm sure Scott probably understands that by now. Uh, if he didn't when, uh, when Trev got the job, he does now. Tre- Trev's in charge. I, I get, that's what I took out of it is Trev understands what's going on with the program. He said the right things about the program, the team, the coach, and the direction. So I, I, that's, that's really the press box view that I had of it. Um, and I thought he said all the right things. And, and I don't think that, it, you know, you can say that he's not, he's not a hands-on guy. Um, I don't think he's micromanaging Scott, but I think it's pretty clear that, that Scott knows that his boss knows what's going on. Bill Dolman's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, and Bill, just based on what you've heard, you know, uh, from Trev Albert's first, let's say, what, three, four months on the job, do you think that Scott Frost is on the hot seat just based on what you've heard from Trev? Or, or do you think that Trev is, is more playing it by ear, waiting and seeing? Because from what I heard from him on Wednesday night, it didn't sound like any sort of decision was imminent. 
No, I don't think Scott's on a, on a hot seat. I think that's stuff that the national media wants to talk about and and bandy about. And and uh, no, I, I don't think so. I think something dramatically bad would have to happen for the for the seat to get warm and for there to be a change. And I don't I don't see that. I think if you watch Nebraska, there is progress. There's mistakes that are glaring. There's mistakes that have cost them wins. But I think for the most part, I think. Trev understands, and I think Scott probably understands, and I'm sure they've come to an understanding together. But I, I think any talk about Scott being on the hot seat right now is just naturally, is nationally perpetuated and not what is being talked about on the inside. Unless there is something that is really bad going on that we don't know about, I don't think the seat's very hot. Bill Dolman's with us, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, Hale Varsity Radio, Roadshow Friday. We are here at the Single Barrel, amazing steaks, 200 whis- 250 whiskeys to choose from. They even have Guinness for Dolman. There is Bush Light as well, Tall Boys. And it's cold. And it is very cold. And um, we are hanging out here till 6. You're invited down. So, Bill, a, a look at uh, Nebraska and uh, what uh, what you think they can do tomorrow? What's the game plan? Uh, you're gonna probably have uh, three to five, well, three to four new faces on the offensive line, and uh, you've got a couple of guys that are playing competently to well at running back. I don't know that you're gonna have Betts because uh, of a lingering injury, but I think you'll have Oliver Martin back. You still have Omar Manning. You still have your tight ends. What do you do offensively here against uh, Northwestern? You know they're going to want to muck it up. You know they're going to probably uh, try and get home with four. And you know they're going to they're going to stunt to try and confuse linemen here. So, is this a, is this a, a downhill power game, or is this just Adrian go do your thing and, and extend plays and save us yet again? Put the Superman cape on. Okay, here's the deal. If there is a procedure penalty. <laughs> on the opening drive of the game, I think what, you what, take all of those guys out and you tell Searles to drop the microphone, you go find Sty, you go find Joel Wilkes, who's probably got season tickets, uh, you go find Aaron Taylor in Omaha, and I don't care how old and grizzled you guys are, you line up a whole bunch of old-time Nebraska offensive linemen, pads or not, and you just put those guys out there and make them road great for, for four quarters. Because if there's a procedure penalty on the opening drive of the game, I might go ballistic. And I'm a pretty low-key guy. What are the odds? You're close to to Vegas. I mean, what's the over-under? Would you bet even money that there is or isn't a procedure penalty in the first drive tomorrow? I don't want to do that. I really don't. I just got a headache. (laughs) I only bet on things I know I'm going to win at, Chris. I know. You're like, I don't want to burn money. So you just, you you, you wrote great. It infuriates me, but I mean, how, how does how does a guy, <laughs> Jeremiah? How do you feel? You know, how do you I mean, guys who are all you know along the offensive line? You you know what you see, you know what's going on, and and be you got to feel more helpless than anybody. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, the, I had grass stains on my uh, on my pants from Michigan State from just falling to my knees and and just in disbelief when when I mean, I mean to be honest, I mean Logan Smothers led a great drive down there. Yes. If, if we don't jump off sides twice on that drive, we might score, Bill. And I think that that's the more frustrating thing is the when they're young guys, and you're like, oh, you get it. But when you watch this team, they're so freaking close to turning the corner that those type of things are what kill you. They're drive killers because we're not a good enough team to overcome those things yet. Bill, hang on the line. We are up against a hard break, so I need, I need 
90 seconds on the other side here for the infamous and legendary Pride of Fairbury, Bill Dolman, NBC Sports score prediction. Can you do that for me? Brother, I got 90 minutes for you. Come on. <laughs> All right. Bill Dolman going to hang on. Searles is down here. We're here at the single barrel. It's awesome, man. Incredible steaks, 250 whiskeys. Guinness for Dolman. A crushed bush light by Searles. And uh, come see us uh, down here till 6. Home Football Fridays with Hale Varsity at ESPN. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back here at the Single Barrel, it's Hale Varsity Radio Road Show Friday. Come get a New York Strip bone in. It is amazing. Here at the Single Barrel, 250 whiskeys to choose from. Bushlight and Guinness, if that's your dance. In the Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, Bill Dolman hang. Bill, we, we needed enough uh, launch time for your uh, legendary prediction. Uh, you said Nebraska, I think, 3-2 to two or something crazy last week. What happens tomorrow, 6.30 under the lights on BTN Nebraska Northwestern? But, uh, did you know Searles got to go on a visit and see Coach Fitzgerald? Fitz actually waved at him yeah. as they were getting off the bus earlier. <laughs> well, I, you know, right now I'm picturing Searles at uh, the single barrel with like a Fred Flintstone brontosaurus-sized stack of ribs uh, <laughs> laying down the left side of the table. As he should. Oh, not yet. Not but, yet. But soon. Soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to miss that next week. Ne- next week, by the way, I will be at the Greater Fairbury Metropolitan Area, uh, the high school honoring uh, my, my old basketball coach Chuck Moore is getting the court named after him, as it well should. And as That's the awesome. guy that Coach Moore once said was the best fowler with two minutes left to go in a game that he ever coached, I thought I should be there. So that's why I'm coming back. The Bill Lambeer, Bill Dolman Award goes to. Hey, they uh, give you five for a reason. Yes. That's high you played hoops, didn't you? Oh, yeah. yeah I, I Four was, thousand points, boys. That's the way to do it. Bill, what happens? Does Nebraska get back to even? Yeah, I think this is a game where you, you you may see the most complete game of the Scott Frost era. I really think that that they are close to putting it together offensively. I like the way Adrian is playing. I think he might be the, the best quarterback in the Big Ten uh, right now. I know he certainly got to, no one of the kidding. best passer ratings. Uh, I think that defense is, is playing great football right now. And I don't think Nebraska punts, thankfully. I think they put, I think the offense is so efficient. The defense takes the ball away, but there is no need whatsoever to punt tomorrow. So, uh, in, in honor, in honor of the big week, uh, the big announcement this week, I say Nebraska 255 and covers and the defense pitches, pitches a shutout. 255 to nothing. Okay. That's right. I'll and take the under. Searles. Going to teammates. Searles is wearing T.O. gear, which is really cool. So that is good. 255 to nothing in honor of T.O. And uh, that's always how these things go against Northwestern, isn't it? Lots of scoring, lots of red zone execution, 13 trips. Uh, let's make that seven trips, 13 points in the red zone last year, and it was 21-13. Bill, have a great uh, weekend. Uh, enjoy uh, Denver hosting Baltimore, Okay. <laughs> and uh, we are ex- we are excited to have you back in uh, the good life next Friday, bud. And we will see you and talk to you next Friday. And, and be sure to to trank dart you so we can get you back on the show Saturday as well. All right, I look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Uh, go big red, and for the love of God, no punts. 
There we go. Bill Dolman with us, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports. For him to slip that in there, <laughs> I pray we don't have to punt. No punts and no pre-snap procedure penalties or someone find Bill Dolman even, and make sure he's nowhere near sharp objects. Even even money. I mean, think about the like you think of your, your money line and your numbers and your your Adam Sandler uncut gems parlay of yep. all parlays. Think about what the money would be like. We should call Danny Burke in Vegas right now where Nebraska has zero procedure penalties on offense and there's no disaster on special teams. I mean, that's that's a tough sell. Those, those odds, it's probably like, I don't know. 12 to 1. I mean, 12 50 to, to 1? Probably 50 to 1. Why we are home, even bet that? Which is a big thing. But we are possibly having some new faces on that offensive line. It's a night game. A lot of energy. A lot of excitement. A lot of youth. I, I mean, it, it's shaking me to say this, but I would not be surprised if there was one or two procedure penalties on the offensive line tomorrow. So the, the first guy who jumps, the other four dogpile and code red. I mean, I think you, you almost have to do the uh, full metal jacket with the yes, bars, with the of, bars soap of soap and just sleep tight and just pop, pop, pop. It's <laughs> just a bad dream for if, that if, boy. If there's mm, no procedure golly, penalties and no Why did you have something, brother? Yeah, if there's no procedure penalties and no like major mistakes, I will eat this microphone in front of me. I'll figure Don't, out a way to do it. it. Deal. It, deal. There's no way you that's wear, happening. Wear, no, you got to wear a clip no, on. I, I you got to wear a clip <laughs> on next Friday. I'm with. I'm with Bill on the side of this could be the most complete Scott Frost game though. He's I, right. I, I'm yeah. with him on that because I do think we're close to turning the corner. This is a not a great, not a bad, but not a great Northwestern team that really could be a get right game they're for garbage. the Huskers. They are. They're not good. They they have three starters back on defense. Their offensive line lost two. They 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 are in full. Rebuild yes. mode, and and they're gonna they're gonna be a pain in the ass in Ireland next year. Yep, somehow, some way, but this is when you take it out on them because they're they're just not not good. And but yet, Nebraska will screw up tomorrow. I'll have my prediction here next segment, but Nebraska will screw up enough to the point that it's gonna be close. It's gonna be a fourth quarter game. Service. I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. You in on this, steak and a beer? Oh, sure. I say it's a fourth quarter game. Nope. Fourth quarter game, steak and a beer. Done. You? Air shake? Like Chubbs? All right. Sure. I mean, probably, I think, like, start of the fourth quarter of the game is close. I think Nebraska puts it away late. So, what what, is that your definition? Do you think, like, it's coming down to the wire? Is that what you think? I think you're within one score going, going into the fourth quarter. No chance. I don't think so. Okay. I think this is this is a get right first time we're going to beat up on a Big Ten opponent by double digits. I hope you're right. Let's talk NFL for two seconds. A lot of intriguing matchups. Searles, how much NFL Sunday do you get, brother, now that oh, you're retired? I watch a lot of Sunday tickets. I was a bad father last Sunday. <laughs> I came home from the Michigan State game. And I had the Husker hangover. I kind of blocked off the living room and just let the kids run around as the red zone channel. And Andrew Siciliano just serenaded me for seven I, I hours. I love Siciliano. He's uh, the man. He is good stuff. Vikings got a dirty win over Seattle. Finally. Yeah. Golly, dude. Yeah, that was that was rough. Cleveland comes to town. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's intriguing. Uh, listen, I really dislike Philly. I know you really hate Philadelphia Eagle a lot, fans. A lot. And, and the Chiefs go there. Jalen Hurts is not an NFL quarterback. He had a great quote, though, Sunday. What did he say? You uh, take a deuce. You don't sit there and look at it. You just flush it. I mean, everyone this takes a peek. Not in Philly? Not in Philly? Apparently no, not. No, they, they don't. Everyone takes a peek. <laughs> That's, That's what you're dealing with back there. 
but uh, <laughs> uh, the Chiefs need to get back to 500. I love watching Kyler Murray in the Ram yeah. and the, uh, the the Cardinals. We're going to take Junior and Mama Bear down to see Seattle in, in Arizona, I think, first part of January. I mean, here in a couple of weeks, you get to see the old uh, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray Bowl up in the land there. Those, yeah. two, those two guys will score off. And San Fran, I mean, what a comeback by Green Bay, but now Seattle has to go to San Francisco. And then Elijah, your donks. Finally, so I was I'll, waiting I'll, for I'll you say, to this. I'll say your donks, too, because my know, dad's donks. Your dad's donks. Uh, listen, you could you could knock off uh, the Ravens and, and move to four and zero. I, I, I know you're close to Teddy. Yeah, Teddy's making it work in in uh, in Denver. Elijah, you got to be smiling. Gotta love what touchdown Teddy's brought to the Broncos this year. He has just been doing everything he needs to do. I think he still has the top completion percentage in the league, one of the highest QBRs on the season. He is running that offense to perfection. Uh, I know, obviously, you look at it and go, oh, well, the competition hasn't been great, but we saw the Jaguars. It's tough. That's what I'm saying. It's the NFL. NFL. They pitched a shutout against the Jets. It's hard to pitch a shutout against anybody, though. The the Jets' offense isn't great. It's still the NFL. You still pitched a shutout. Um, I know the Jags went and invested a lot of money in their defense this offseason, and the uh, the Broncos still picked them apart. Uh, So I think this is going to be a great test for the Broncos to see how they can stack up against the Ravens and Lamar Jackson missed a couple days of practice this week so that bodes well for the Broncos as well really looking forward to this one I think Teddy Bridgewater though uh, has really solidified himself as being the right guy to lead the uh, the Denver offense not just this year but possibly moving forward and I know it's only three games in but he has looked super confident in that quarterback role I mean, the other big thing, too, is the best friend for the Denver Broncos right now is the Baltimore, in- Baltimore Ravens injury report. Yeah. That thing's a freaking page-turner long right now. They got a lot of guys hurt, especially along that offensive line. But I agree with you. I think what Shermer's done there in Buffalo, who was my OC in Minnesota, he has familiarity with Teddy. He does a great job of calling plays that he's good for his players, and he doesn't just do square peg, round hole. He's a very adjustable guy. But, I mean, Teddy's been nails the last few weeks. And wait, How, uh, I, I just want to jump in and ask, uh, the offensive line coach for the Broncos, Mike Munchak. I, do you know anything about him, Searles? He is like coming in completely turned around the careers of like three different Broncos. He was a great, great player for the, was he with the Oilers? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, Munchak it, was like my, one of the guys you heard a ton about and was a Pro Bowl guy every year for the Oilers back in the day. I mean, anytime you have a former player as a coach, I think it, it just, I mean, not, I'm not saying that every great coach needs to be a former player, but especially the offensive line position, great players that then go coach understand you're never going to ask your guys to do something that you know you can't physically really get done. Like, schematically, yeah, this looks great on paper, but to ask someone to physically do that isn't great, and they've just done a really nice job of being physical at the point of attack. They're moving guys in the run game, but the big thing is they're protecting a lot better, and you talk about needing protection. The AFC West has got pass rushers all over the place, and I thought, I mean, you got Dalton Reisner's playing good ball, Garrett Bowles is playing good ball. I mean, they're all just playing really good ball up front, but that's because they've been able to run the football as well. You got a Mark chimes in here to the uh, back to Nebraska Northwestern. North, Northwestern's the new Missouri, no matter the record. It's a battle every time. How many Hail Mary games have there been between Nebraska and the Huskers? Just one. I mean, a lot of last-minute games. No, I, yeah, but, but the physical Hail Mary, yeah. you were at the bottom of the pile. Yeah, I almost died. But uh, Westy made a great catch, 12-13. Uh, And then you guys kind of smoked them in 14. And then you've had 15 and 16. uh, And and you you won up there in 16. You you lost in 17. You blew a 10-point lead with four minutes left in 18. 
the sea of hands field goal with the walk-on soccer guy. The, the eleven, the eleven, uh, the eleven-yard vertical field goal. Yes, Golly. where it was thirteen to ten at the buzzer, thanks to a Lamar Jackson pick, where he could have took it back, and he just kind of found his way to the sideline <laughs> to avoid contact. Got to love Lamar, though. He got nervous. Okay. Yeah, there was there was people too much it. green grass in front of him. And then last year, where Nebraska scored before half, took the lead after the you know back-to-back possessions where you score a touchdown, and then uh, you had the, the Luke experience uh, trying to, to score within the red zone. Nebraska was a nightmare in the red zone. I mean, we haven't been much better this year. we got to be better in the red zone, man. we got about a minute and a half before the forecast. Is there no bread and butter to go to? There's no run game that you can lean on that's physical and powerful. So guess what? You're throwing, and it's easier. You have more room to go crossing route versus vertical. Is, is that the philosophy? It is, but also the philosophy is you want to run the ball in the red zone because everything shrinks. Yeah, and you, you it, got it's safeties that are usually yeah. at 18 or standing at 12. Corners are pressed because they're just perfecting the goal line. Like Everything shrinks so much in the red zone. You've got to rely on the run game. Brady or Belichick, uh, a rooting interest? Oh, Brady, for sure. Okay. Brady all, you've had, all the you've way. You've had too many bros play for, for the hoodie. I mean, I had a lot, but also it's just like, I don't know why, but I kind of love Brady more now that he's gone versus when he was there. I don't know why, but it's just kind of like you got to He's a normal guy you now. You root for the dude. It's like, dude, you're 50 years old out there slinging the pigskin. Let's go. That is Jeremiah Searles. We're here at the Single Barrel. Every home football Friday, you are invited out. Hail Varsity Roadshow with ESPN Lincoln. Uh, Searles is here, the, your favorite sideline man for Nebraska football. And, of course, uh, we will dive in to the Friday forecast. He's imaginary. He wears red. The infamous Clausburn next to Tail Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. He's in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hail Varsity Radio. I got the body of a taut preteen Swedish boy. Some emails to, to maybe try and get to here in about 10 minutes as we wind down a Friday road show. We're here at the Single Barrel inside the Graduate. Amazing, legendary steakhouse for Nebraska. When you get here for home football Fridays, make a beeline to the Single Barrel. Try the bone-in pork chops. I highly recommend it. The uh, filet is incredible. And, yes, the bone-in New York strip is undefeated. It is awesome. And uh, 250 whiskeys to choose from. I'm looking at the games for the forecast, and I did not put Michigan-Wisconsin on here. That's a my bad, but there's so many other games. Mm -hmm. Let's say hi to Clausburn as he is with us. He's imaginary, and he wears red. Claus, how's your week? Well, it's been pretty eventful. I will say I don't care how well-dressed you guys are. You can't be as well-dressed as I am this week. That's true. Searles is wearing the Nebraska gear, or the uh, T.O. gear. That 255, I tell you, he's already got a great voice, spends more time on the radio than the EAS alert, doing a great job, and now he looks the part. There he is. Claus, you're you're so kind. Look at Claus buttering you. I know. He loves me. All right, let's get into the forecast. Elijah, you ready, Big Cat? All right, let's uh, talk. Uh, Game kicks off here shortly. It's Iowa minus three and a half against Maryland. Crab cakes and football. You know, I think Maryland. God, I want to pull the trigger on Maryland here because a little little Tua and Loxley. I like the Maryland athletes. 
but ultimately Iowa just finds ways to do this, and they'll uh, they'll stay unbeaten, uh, and their defense will will clamp down. Iowa's good, and uh, they're physical, and uh, Maryland will feel it. Kind of like that scene in Wedding Crashers where there was the blitz that was unblocked off the edge. Hot route. Yes, and there was a concussion. Uh, give me Iowa 21 to 14 in, uh, uh, in just Iowa football. They win, they cover. Elijah, what do you say? Yeah, I like your low-scoring prediction here. Give me Iowa 17 and Maryland 10. Uh, I just think this is Big Ten football. Iowa, their, their defense has been imposing their will on some good offenses this year, including Iowa State. So uh, it kind of depends if their defense can put them in some plus uh, territory, how many points Iowa's going to score. But 17 to 10 sounds about right to me. Searles, what do you have? I think Iowa picks off Tukabalo or whatever his name is about two or three times. I think that Mm -hmm. Iowa actually runs away with this one. I'm going to go Iowa 34 and Maryland 17. Claus, a difficult discussion here, but we have to have it. Maryland, Iowa, uh, what happens here? You going with the Hawkeyes? Well, there was two mysteries when I saw this game on the list that I felt I needed to solve. One, how did Iowa get so good? And number two, uh, what is a terrapin? And I found out it's really just a fancy name for a turtle. Of course, back in my day, the fanciest name we had for a turtle was Donatello, uh, but I digress. (laughs) Think about it, Christopher. Anyway, I think I I agree with Jeremiah. Uh, Well named, by the way. I'll take Iowa in this one, 24, and Maryland 14. Moving on, Arkansas, Georgia, uh, the backdrop of Deliverance Extras. Uh, let's uh, let's see if Arkansas – I love watching Arkansas and uh, their power football approach. Uh, I think Georgia's too good, and between the hedges will not go Arkansas's way, but they will cover 18's too many. Give me Georgia 35 and uh, give me Arkansas 21. Uh, Arkansas with the, uh, the cover but not the win. Elijah. Uh, I picked against Arkansas last week, and you saw how that went for me. Not well, so I'm going to learn from my mistakes <laughs> and do the exact same thing, pick it against Arkansas again. I got Georgia winning 27-6. to Their defense is incredible. I know they shut down Clemson, and Clemson's offense has been a bit of a train wreck this year, but I still am a firm believer in this Georgia defense. So 27-6, to Georgia gets the win and the cover. Charles, there's no, they're scoring more than six, Elijah. I, oh. I agree. I think Arkansas. I think Arkansas is playing good football. I think Georgia's defense is really good. I agree. Georgia wins, but Arkansas covers. It's closer than people think. Twenty-four seventeen. Claus, what do you got here? Georgia or Arkansas? I'm still struggling to understand why people are so high on Georgia every single year. I mean, in the last forty years, the country of Georgia has as many championships. Sweet Georgia Brown has more undefeated seasons unless the Globetrotters have dropped one recently. Georgia O'Keefe has produced more masterpieces than this team, and she died in 1986. So oh, wow. I'd say hammer that line. Arkansas is going to be within uh, seven, and the final score will be 21-14. to 14. Georgia wins, but Arkansas covers it by quite a bit. Cincinnati and Notre Dame, uh, back-to-back tough ball games for the Irish. I like uh, Coach Fickle and what since he's going. I think they go in and win outright uh, at Notre Dame, and you're getting the Irish in two points. I think it's uh, it's a, it's a seven-point win for Cincinnati, 20, uh, 35 to, to 28. Elijah, what do you got? Uh, yes, yeah, Cincinnati is. 
I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen all that much of them this year. Notre Dame has impressed me. Good win over Wisconsin. Uh, they had some heart against uh, Florida State. I know Florida State's not good this year, but you never kind of know what's going to happen in a week one game like that. Uh, I guess that was week two. Uh, but I haven't watched enough of Cincy to, to think that they can win this game. Notre Dame has been good for, what, six years now. Uh, I really like Brian Kelly as a coach. So I got Notre Dame uh, to win this one outright. Close one, 31-28. Notre Dame gets the win. Searles? Notre Dame can't score. I mean, they, they, they can't move the football. They can't score. They won last week because they did a kickoff return and two pick sixes. I got Cincinnati winning this outright by at least seven. All right. And uh, what do you got for me, Claus? Well, Notre Dame is a very weird team. Of course, I told you last week they fudged their numbers a little bit like Christopher at the bars in O Street back in the 90s. But they kind of, again, like Christopher, after the bars in O Street in the 90s, kind of kind of an explosion out of nowhere. Very disappointing <laughs> to the ladies of Wisconsin wearing red. But I think wow. Notre Dame, I agree with Jeremiah again. They're not that good. And I think Cincinnati is. I think the Bearcats win 21 at Notre Dame 17. Friday forecast, Hale Varsity Radio here at the Single Barrel. Chris Schmidt, Jeremiah Searles, Elijah Herbal, and Claus. Uh, the infamous Claus burn on the horn. Uh, Old Miss Bama, I think Lane uh, is going to get spanked. He put up 48 against his mentor. And uh, we'll rapid fire this. We'll hold over Nebraska Northwestern for the next segment. But uh, I, think, uh, I think there's more points. I think Bama rises to the occasion. They're being doubted. Saban loves that. And uh, give me uh, Bama 45-31. Barely, if you get the 14-and-a-half number, the cover for Lane. Uh, but I like Bama here to, to do two touchdowns. Elijah. I think Matt Crowell's going to win the Heisman this year. I'm really high on this Ole Miss team. He's an incredible quarterback. Jeremiah's given me that look of, uh, of being unsure. I think Crowell wins Terrible the Heisman. Take. And I think that this is his manzel S game beating Bama. Uh, so I got Ole Miss winning outright 38-34 to over Bama. No, Alabama wins this game running away 42-14. Claus, what do you oh, got here? Pick. I didn't know the drugs in Lincoln were that good, Elijah. Anyhow. <laughs> Y'all will see on Monday. I need to get you a mentor. Anyhow. I know oh, wow. <laughs> anyway, I, I think Ole Miss is highly overrated. They went from nothing to 12. I don't know how that happens. I don't know how you expect a school that struggles to spell Mississippi to suddenly be good at something. Bama wins this one huge, 38, and Ole Miss 14. Claus, hang on the line. Nebraska Northwestern pick is next. The forecast continues. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time here at the Single Barrel, Hail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery, Chris Schmidt, Jeremiah Searles, Elijah Herbal, and the infamous Clausburn. He wears red. He is imaginary, and he's all about teaching. Uh, let's uh, bring in the uh, the music. Are you ready for Nebraska Northwestern? Let's do it. Okay, we are back for the forecast. We ran over. Now it is Nebraska Northwestern time. Uh, I will start. I said it'll be a four-quarter game, or it'll be a ball game going into the fourth quarter. I made a stake and a beer bet with you, yep. Searles, and you, Elijah. 
That said, I think it's a good old-fashioned fourth-quarter domination by Nebraska, and uh, they're able to uh, to take a, a one-score game and win and cover with ease. You're rolling your eyes at me. Bad take. 28-10, Nebraska. Okay. But do you think they score that many points in the I fourth do. quarter? I think they get a turnover to get one score, and then I think they put a second okay. drive together. All right. I'll, I'll take that. Okay. So uh, Nebraska 28-10 to win and cover. Searles, you if your problem with Chris was thinking that they're going to score that many points in the fourth quarter, you're going to hate my pick. Because <laughs> this this game, to me, screams that Minnesota game at home from, uh, I think, three years ago. We had Stanley oh, Morgan no. going over the top at the end, where it was close in the fourth quarter, and then Nebraska put a couple of touchdown drives together at the end. Uh, I think like a 51-38 to win or something like that. Uh, I, I see similar things happening. Lower scoring, though, going into the fourth. They got Nebraska up about 24-14 to 14 going into the fourth quarter. And I think they end up winning this one 38-14. to 14. So we'll win into cover for the Huskers. Okay, 38-14. Searles, what do you have? They're not going to score more than 10. I, I see us getting this as a get-right game for us. I see this being a 45-10 to 10 win. Okay. And Searles. it's never, never in doubt. Searles says a big-time beatdown. Claus, what do you got here, bud? Nebraska-Northwestern, the line is minus 12. Well, a couple things really quick. I heard the weather forecast coming out of the break. Or, uh, it seems a little chilly here in Lincoln. I think one more degree would be nice. Second of all, uh, I really want to tell Jeremiah, you're doing a fantastic job as a broadcaster. And just remember that I discovered you here on Hale Varsity Radio. and just tipped me off about 10%. Deal. Wow. But this Northwestern team has given us some headaches. They really should be fairly easy to beat, and yet they haven't been. Of course, we did uh, bust their union with little more than sending Grandpa Simpson out there to tell pointless stories about getting a new heel for his boot on the ferry to Shelbyville, which, by the way, make sure to keep your eyes open for the new 255 onion to tie to your belt. That will be the style at the time. Now... Where was I? Oh, yes. Nebraska Northwestern. I am ashamed to say I picked the same score as Elijah, but given what we learned about his proclivities in the last segment, <laughs> I'll change it up a bit. And I'll say Nebraska wins this one 35 and the Wildcats 17. There he is. Claus says 35-17. Go Big Red. Claus, enjoy your weekend. Stay safe, okay? Okay. There he goes. Uh, the infamous Klaus Burn. He's imaginary. He wears red. I would like to note that I nailed the score last week. I picked 23-20 Michigan State. And all y'all coming in here. Oh, saying, so it's oh, your you fault. Know it's your fault. Again. I'm going to whoop your bass next time <laughs> I see you. Full metal jacket beating. Searles, appreciate you, brother. Anytime, man. Appreciate you. Well, Elijah, good stuff. Uh, weekend edition, special time tomorrow, 3 to 5. Here at the Single Barrel, then Real Red Reaction from the Single Barrel follows. Talk to you tomorrow with Hale Varsity and ESPN. Go Big Red!